eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. How are you, Emery? How you doing? I'm doing fine, man. I appreciate you guys having me on. We appreciate you jumping on. We've been having a, a conversation about quarterbacking, and obviously you guys have been doing a lot of it. Our buddy Kyle Long has been over there discussing all of this stuff with you as well. I have a theory, and I wanted to run it by you. I've been running it by all of our national guests, okay? The theory, gotcha. the theory is, is that I think that we are now in a, an era of quarterbacks that have been the, the best athletes on their team since they were in seventh grade, and they've been running mostly RPO stuff, and it might take them a little bit longer to develop to what we – idealize as pocket passers in the NFL. So when you're trying to decide, are you is this your guy or is this your guy, it might take a little bit longer than maybe it did in the past. Does that make any sense at all? Am, am I on the right track or am I completely off base? I think you're in the stadium. But here's the thing. When you look at what has – maybe the question should be, are a lot of these pro coaches outdated? If you go and look at the spring leagues, the USFL and the XFL, the two championship coaches in both leagues were college coaches, coaching circles around these former NFL guys, these longtime NFL guys. They have to adapt or they fall by the wayside. Maybe we're asking these coaches or maybe these coaches are not adapting to what's coming in to the, the NFL and they're trying to force a square peg in a round hole as opposed to just coaching what they're coaching around the player's skill set. And I think that's the biggest question. And a lot of guys we know is their safety and comfort. And so if we can, we can easily discard a player and say, oh, he's not, he's not a fit for our scheme. Well, every time I look up, this guy's throwing deep balls, running for a thousand yards, doing great things on the field versus NFL talent. Um, what's the issue? It's not because he can't memorize a paragraph play call going into a, play, a, a, a snap. Or is it that you're just too married to whatever scheme you have that you draw up on a whiteboard and not adjust to the guys that you actually have out there on the field? Well, I'm definitely with you on that. Like one of the things that that we thought about Matt Nagy is that he's a little too dogmatic where 
obviously, if you see Patrick Mahomes run your system or damn near any system, it's going to look great. So if you design a system and say, well, I saw Patrick do it, or, or even Alex, who's one of the smarter quarterbacks over the last two decades. Yeah, it might, it might look different with those guys doing it instead of Mitch Trubisky or, or Justin Fields. And his inability to be flexible, I, I thought, is part of the reason that he's not a head coach anymore because he kept trying to go over and over it again. And then, you know, Dan and I would, would joke about how whenever anyone would bring up Justin Fields, we get Andy Dalton, like, thrown in our face. Well, Andy, he's going to be able to run it this way. I didn't ask about Andy. Why are you answering about Andy when I asked about Justin? And, of course, Andy Dalton looks like the quarterback that that you had had in your mind because he can't do any of the stuff outside of the pocket. So he's got to stick to your playbook. I think that you're right. I think that there does need to be a maturation of NFL coaches. How do you get them? Who Who needs to recognize that? Is that a head coach recognizing it? Is it a general manager recognizing where the game is going and how to get these young young quarterbacks there? It's a general manager's job because instead of hiring retread head coaches, hire guys that are that are unique thinkers that can think outside the box, which will require you to hire guys that have probably never been a head coach before, guys that have come from the collegiate ranks and come from the alternate uh, professional football league ranks that have done more with less, now you give them resources and and you'll be surprised at what they can do. So I keep bringing up the spring league motto, Skip Holtz was out there coaching circles around some of these former longtime NFL coaches. Bob Stoops coaching circles around a lot of these former NFL head coaches. He went up against a guy that will probably never get an opportunity to be a head coach in the XFL championship and Reggie Barlow, who was coaching circles around these former longtime NFL coaches. So Thinking outside the box, allowing more people to come into the game just makes the game fresh, makes it young, makes it unique, makes it more exciting and less problematic when you're thinking about how can we get the most out of the town? Because the whole discussion is around Justin Fields. Anybody with eyes can see Justin Fields has legit talent and he is not the problem in Chicago. The problem is, what are we asking this guy to do out there on the field? And do we have enough to where we can help him maximize his potential? When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's your current evaluation of Caleb Williams? I think he's a great quarterback prospect. He's my QB one by a long shot in this class. And is someone that plays the game a lot like Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. He may try to be hero ball a little bit too often, but man, you can't ignore the product on the field. And I think where he has a little bit of an uh, edge over Patrick Mahomes is he's a more dynamic athlete. Like you think because he's a, you know, chubbily built you know, quarterback that he can't move, man, this dude gets out the pocket and he can beat you down the field for a 75 yard run. So he can do a lot of the things that you want from a rushing perspective, but also from a throwing perspective. So he is the premier quarterback prospect in his draft class. Where do you think fields is at right now? And how hopeful are you that it, it could still happen for him as a bear? Well, these numbers keep coming up to mind when I talk about the Bears and Justin Fields. 31st overall in defense last year, 
32nd overall in defense this year, and there's no real true threat in the backfield for him to hand the ball off to or keep someone honest about, okay, we got to respect their run game outside of Justin Fields, and he has, uh, you know, uh, DJ Moore. That's great. That's one target. There needs to be more. So I worry about them not being able to stop anybody since he's been a full-time starter there as opposed to him as a player. Him as a player, you it's funny because I, I bring this up to Giants fans after they told me, well, Daniel Jones has 15 touchdown passes and five interceptions in year five or year four was him you know, earning his contract and taking the next step. But Justin Fields did that in his, what, second year as a full-time starter and also had 1,100 NFL rushing yards on the field. And all we saw last year was them in a lot of big games high scoring couldn't really stop anybody but yet all we hear about is fields is not the guy no he is the guy they need to be more around fields and that defense has to be better you can't lose a roquan smith and think you got better you can't lose a, a khalil mack and think you got better defensively you can't lose these players and wonder why you can't stop anybody and blame the quarterback so i feel like fields is right where he needs to be and someone smart will realize that and then say hey you know what let's give him a marvin harrison jr let's get him a Jared Verse or a Chop Robinson, someone that get after quarterback, and let's continue to build around a good, young, talented quarterback. What have you thought of the way that, that Brock Purdy has come along in, in his development? Brock Purdy is the is the red herring example that people love to throw out there. Well, look at Brock Purdy. Look what he's doing. Brock Purdy is in a situation. How does Brock Purdy look any different than uh, Nick Mullins, than um, C.J. Beathard, than Jimmy Garoppolo, than Sam Darnold in the preseason, than you know, when healthy, Trey Lance, how does he look any different than anybody else, right? But the good part about Brock Purdy is that he's doing exactly what's asked of the position by that particular offense. So you got to give credit to Kyle Shanahan. You got to give credit to Brock Purdy. Um, I know Brock Purdy has to be living right because they don't catch his interceptions. He has thrown a lot of potential interceptions, but he's playing within the system. And that is perfect for him. It's perfect for San Francisco. He's maximizing his opportunity. And I think that's the most important. It's not like Brock Purdy is playing a game at an elite level physically, but from what they need him to do in conjunction with all the elite talent they have around him, Christian McCaffrey, Kyle Juszczyk, George Kittle, uh, Trent Williams, uh, um, Brandon Ayuk, and also uh, Debo Samuel, he's doing a fantastic job. Well, this gets back to what Lawrence was saying about Matt Nagy and the idea of having a rigid vision for how it's supposed to look when properly executed, when your eyes and your brain are in the quarterback and you're able to just sort of deploy him like it's a video game. What I would say to Matt Nagy is, you're not Kyle Shanahan. Like, that's, that's <laughs> the difference. <laughs> that that he's, he's sort of conducting his experiment as if he is Kyle Shanahan. And I think that's, to your point about visionary coaches, some of these guys just see it better. Well, here's the, here's the other thing, too. A lot of times we tend, as humans, put our own limitations on others. Mm. So if, as a former tailback, I may be like, you know, man, you got to hit the hole in this situation. I'm talking to Barry Sanders or, or Reggie Bush. I'm like, you know what, man, it's, we call it 34 dive. You got to kind of hit that, that hole right there as opposed to bouncing outside. Yeah, you took it for 60 yards. Maybe I'm projecting that I could never do what he did. So I want you to do it like me as opposed to doing it like you and me finding a way to maybe accentuate what you bring to the table. Hey, man, that's not going to work for you. No, it may not work for you, but it's going to work for him. And I think that's the the coaching from a lot of these guys that are now QB gurus and QB coaches 
uh, OCs, they're coaching the game. They're putting their own limitations on the player that they're coaching. And you're starting to see nowadays more than anything, these players kind of bug back. I'm glad Justin Fields was out there like, man, I, 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 you're giving me too much information. Let me go out there and just play. That's why you drafted me. You like, And the trip part is he wasn't a runner at Ohio State. So everyone was like, well, you got to use his athlete, make him run, use him in a QB run game. He did none of that at Ohio State. His highest yards total was like 430 yards. So he's a thrower of the ball, just so happens to run 4-3 um, that can be used in a run game. But I feel like it's that people are projecting their, in their limitations on a player as opposed to coaching up his skill set and building around him. And what if I told you I gave you a quarterback that's 6'3", 230, 4'3", speed, and can, you know, has the old-school Tecmo Bowl arm to go end zone to end zone? You, you work with that, right? You find a way to make that work. That's kind of how I feel about the whole thing, Emery. Um, to, to get back to your point about coaching, because I think it's fascinating, because the danger, and we saw it play out, the danger is you do hire someone that's maybe a little bit different, and it doesn't work. Like you hire Mark Tressman, for example, and then it ends up being a disaster. What, what would be the things in your criteria for looking outside of some of the traditional ways that we get head coaches. Cause I know one of mine is I, I am, uh, I am knocking guys who just had success because of proximity to championship level quarterbacks. Like not every quarterback coach of Aaron Rodgers or Peyton Manning or anyone else just deserves to get a job because they were standing next to that dude. Or working with Sean McVay or Kyle Shanahan. We got to stop all that, man. We, how about we look at special teams coaches, right? Because they have to coach the whole team. And I'm also tired of head coaching candidates having to be former offensive coordinators or play callers. How about we look at those? Un, maybe the team respects the running backs coach. Maybe he has the pulse of the team. Because the head coaching job is about leadership and delegation. It's not about calling plays. So how about we look for a head coach that's going to, be a head coach. It's rare to find someone like Kyle Shanahan and Sean McVay that can also call plays, right? Because you have to do so much as a head coach. Look for, matter of fact, there's a head coaching candidate right there on the Bears roster in, uh, in coaching staff and Tyke Tolbert. Why can't we tap Tyke Tolbert to be a head coaching candidate? Because, oh, he's, he's coaching the receivers. Well, look at every stop he's been and every guy he's coached that was that became a superstar that wasn't a superstar at the time he was coaching him, that says something about where he is as a guy that can relate, he can develop, it can also, you know, it, uh, enhance the team. And he also may know what that looks like to hire someone to be his OC. So we got to start breaking the mold of what we're looking for in a head coach and also the routes that we're looking for because everyone's trying to shake an offensive coordinator tree or, well, he coached his quarterback, we're going to make him you know, the head coach and let him call plays. Well, nah, the, the, then the game day function just doesn't work. So I feel like we have to really start to separate OC, head coach, and find different routes of getting those guys into those positions. That's some strong stuff from Emery Hunt. And Emery, we really appreciate you joining us today. Thank Let's you. talk again soon, man. This was great. I appreciate you guys for having me on.